Welcome to Main Thing Radio with Robert Fountain, pastor of Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach, in Miami Beach, Florida. Join us as Robert teaches through God's Word. I need, I need to go become a pastor. I'm, I want to be in full-time ministry. And so they, they start without really being led by the Lord. They're led more by their excitement and emotion. And they change course inappropriately. That's one danger. That's not always God. And I've seen men do that only to find out God didn't make them pastors, teachers, evangelists. That's not, that's not what he had for them. Sometimes, young believers, in their zeal, mistake their desire to live out a life of ministry as a calling to become a pastor or serve in some other full-time capacity. As Pastor Robert warns in today's message, you need to be really sure it is God calling and not just you misunderstanding your own desires. Oftentimes, God wants to use you right where you're at. Stick around after today's message from Pastor Robert. I have quite a bit of information that I'd like to share with you. Our web address, podcast subscription information, and our contact information. Now here's Pastor Robert in the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 7 with today's edition of Main Thing Radio. The Lord dealt with me and and I, you know it wasn't in a church context. I've shared that story with you before. I was actually drunk the night I met Jesus and it was in my car, not in a church and nobody was talking to me except the Holy Spirit. But I just knew the next day I'm like, okay, what do I do now? Read the Bible. Just start reading the book. I started reading the Bible. And the more I read it, even though I initially I, I didn't understand what I was reading. You know, I'm reading the old King James Bible and the these and the thous and the there. You know, it's like I didn't understand a lot of it. But then something would just leap off the page and address my personal life. And there would be, you know, some conviction or some course adjustment that God would give. And I quickly realized, I mean quickly realized, that Almighty God was speaking into my life from His book. That's exciting. And so I got excited. And I'd come home, and I'll give you a little bit of insight into, you know, the way things were for me back then. I was 24 years old, I was single, I was managing a store, living alone in a, you know, singles apartment complex and partying a lot. And then it, so that, that stopped. And, and I'm getting off work at 10 o'clock at night. I'd come home. I'd sit down in the middle of my living room floor with a box of saltine crackers, a, a, a chunk of cheddar cheese, a, a jar of olives and some mustard and my Bible. And it was not unheard of for me to go through a box of saltine crackers in a night. Just I'm just just stuffing my face, and my metabolism was much different than it is today. So I could do that and then not put on weight for a little while, anyway. But I just sit with the and I got so excited. And then pretty soon, you know, because I'd sit there till two or three o'clock in the morning. A lot of times I'd fall asleep, just devouring the book, talking to him about it, because I realized he's alive. I can talk to him about this stuff, and if I don't understand it, he's promised to teach me, and I see him doing it. He's doing it. 
not like I'm hearing audible voices or weird things are happening, but I'm realizing I'm reading something that directly applies to my circumstances. Well, now I just understand what, you know, more fully what I read, as well as having some answers to my stuff. And so I started looking for a church to attend. I found this little church of about 30 or 40 people and uh, started going there. And, and they were in the process of buying a small building. The, the pastor, um, there was a church that was, it was actually a church building an old church building that was for sale back in the, in the woods, you know. And so he, he bought this little property and, and everything. So I'm there one Saturday afternoon. Well, it couldn't have been a Saturday afternoon. It must have been Sunday afternoon because I worked every Saturday. So sun, Sunday afternoon I'm, I'm there and, and um, I'm working on the, the bathroom sink, the, the drain in the men's bathroom. The door's open and, and I'm sitting there in the middle of the floor under this sink, and, and I look up, and there's a pretty blonde standing in the doorway looking at me. Well, that I'm 24 years old. That got my attention. So I looked up, and it was the waitress from one of the clubs that I frequented. And so my first reaction revealed immaturity and judgmentalism. I looked her in the eye, and I said, what are you doing here? And she started laughing and looked back at me and said, what are you doing here? And so we both laughed and realized, okay. So I got up and we started talking and, and we had both come to the Lord at roughly the same time, separate, you know, from each other. And, and, um, we realized, you know, we probably shouldn't spend any time together alone. Our, um, we didn't have a relationship prior to that, but we realized we just, you know, we're both unhealthy here. So let's just, but, but we, we were excited about the scriptures. And so we started studying the Bible together over the telephone. I'd get home from work at 10 o'clock at night. I knew she was awake. So I'd, you know, I'd be reading something, get excited about it. I want to talk to somebody about what I'm reading, so I'd pick up the phone and call it. And we'd talk till 2, 3 o'clock in the morning, excited about the Scriptures, passionate about what we're learning. And the fact that, that there is a God who is alive and wants to be involved and is involved, that was thrilling. What happens often when people are at that point is they think, oh, man, I, I can't be doing what I'm doing. I, 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 need, I need to go become a pastor. I'm, I want to be in full-time ministry. And so they, they start without really being led by the Lord. They're led more by their excitement and emotion, and they change course inappropriately. That's one danger. That's not always God. And I've seen men do that only to find out God didn't make them pastors, teachers, evangelists. That's not, that's not what he had for them. And, and then they, they end up disillusioned and frustrated and because they weren't called to it. And they're, they're doing something really that God didn't call them to do, didn't design them to do, and they burn out. I, I had a friend who had a family member that describes this guy's life. One day he just walked away. Nobody could find him. Like, like the governor in South Carolina. <laughs> Only this guy had not had an affair. When they found him, he was just spiritually, emotionally, physically, he was just burnt out. And he said, no, I've, I've not cheated on my wife. No, there's nothing wrong. I'm just worn out. I can't do this anymore. And he, he walked away from his wife, his kids, his church, and they could not find him for a couple of weeks. Sad to see that. It's not always the Lord to just drop everything. Sometimes it is, but you know what? Sometimes he has called you to himself, he has brought you to a place in your life, right? And, and he's gifted you and he's blessed you and, and he's working in your, in your life and in your circumstances exactly the way he wants 
you know, and, and then he draws you to himself in his perfect timing and you, you know, you're, you enter into a relationship and there are all kinds of people around you that he wants you to reach. You know how much ministry takes place in the workplace? There are two people that I, that I give a lot of credit to in terms of my own salvation. You know, me, me realizing there is a God who is alive. He's there and he's good. I can trust him. And coming to that understanding, there was one guy I've told you about. His nickname was Preacher. I don't even know his real name. Everybody just called him Preacher. As far as I know, he was the only true Christian, the only one living it out in the Georgia Pacific plywood manufacturing plant in Monticello, Georgia in 1981 or so. And one day we're working on that assembly line making plywood and, you know, I was 20, 21 years old and had grown up in construction and I had an extremely foul vocabulary. And so we're making plywood and sometimes making plywood is painful. You're dealing with hot glue and steam and, you know, little wood uh, filler in the plywood product. And you get these big splinters and all kinds of stuff. And so things would come out of my mouth that were not edifying to Christians. And he was working right across from me. He's a believer. And, and one night he looked at me because we worked a midnight shift. We were working from 7 p.m. to 7 a.m. And um, he looked at me and he said, Robert, are you a Christian? And I said, yeah. And he said, really? Just like that. Made me so mad. <laughs> and I said, yeah. He said, it's just you don't sound like a Christian. And I basically told him to shut up and mind his own business. And I did it with that colorful, you know, vulgar vocabulary. A couple of weeks later, he did it again. Robert, are you sure you're a Christian? And I said, yes, I'm absolutely sure. When I was 11 years old, I got baptized. You know, I accepted Jesus into my heart. And, and yes, I'm a Christian. Man, you just don't act like a Christian. And again, I told him to shut up and mind his own business. And it just worried me to death, man. It stuck with me after that. What was he, what was he seeing? What was he talking about? And, and as, you know, the years went by, every now and then that would come back up. You know, what if I'm not? You know, I'd, I'd hate to wake up at the gates of hell and find out I was mistaken. That'd be a heck of a thing. And it shook me up. And so time went by, you know. To this day, I don't know how to find him. I don't know his real name. And I couldn't tell him, you know, he doesn't know. He doesn't know. I won't have to look for him in heaven. His love is the main thing. His love is the main thing. The Apostle Paul had a burden in his heart for the churches. He wanted to express the importance of following Jesus, even when it meant discussing difficult topics. In his first letter to the Corinthian church, Paul set aside any desires he may have had to be liked by all people to tell the truth. Sin needs to be dealt with. This is true for every follower of Jesus. Sin has to be dealt with. It doesn't matter if you're brand new to Christianity or if you've been following Jesus for a lifetime. You are still human and prone to sin. When you do fall, and you will, Take your mistakes to the cross. There's grace to cover it all again and again. Thanks for joining us today for Main Thing Radio. Pastor Robert will have more to share from this study in 1 Corinthians next time. But for now, you can hear more at MainThingRadio.com. Do you live in Miami? If so, you're invited to join us at Calvary Chapel Miami Beach on Sundays for our weekly services. 
We gather at 9 and 11 a.m. and at 1 p.m. for a time of worship and Bible study. You'll find out more about the church at MainThingRadio.com or give us a call. Our phone number is 305-531-2730. When you call, let us know how we can be praying for you. That number again is 305-531-2730. That's all for today. Tune in next time for more right here on Main Thing Radio.